how to start. Well, you know, it's just writing. I mean, here's something important to remember about dialogue. Every word matters. No, it doesn't. They're modern. I want to go to this place that I think it needs to go to. The only thing that counts is what you see on the screen. I will write like four or five, six hours a day. And it will be a voice made of ink and rage. Okay, I'm, re I'm really glad you asked me that question. Welcome to Creative Principles. I'm your host, Brock Swinson. In this podcast interview series, I'll be speaking with writers, directors, actors, musicians, chefs, and various other types of creatives as we bridge the gap between creativity and productivity. Here we'll be discussing the habits, routines, and lessons that help promote a successful creative life. If this is your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. From an early age, Josh F. Hooper knew he wanted to be involved with cinema. Inspired by greats like Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, he went on a path that eventually led him to film school. Amongst the novice directors, he soon realized most of his peers didn't write their own scripts. He realized that the writing is the one thing he could do on his own and improve each session. Eventually, he produced a film with his brother called Spookfield Lungs. Then he started the screenplay for an indie film, which would become Making Babies. The new film stars television personality Steve Howie from Shameless and Eliza Coop from Happy Endings. According to the description, after years of manually trying to conceive, John and Katie Kelly put their bodies, wallet, and marriage through the ringer of modern infertility treatments. In this conversation, we discuss writing comedies for the indie world, choosing jobs out of necessity, how American comedies have changed, the truest form of cinematic vision and taste in Hollywood, and advice for novice filmmakers, including why you should write something that they'll let you direct. Got into filmmaking when I was, I, it's actually like the first job aside from like, you know, being a fireman when I was a kid, it was like the first thing that I thought I want to do that. But it was, um, I remember like being like nine years old and thinking, I remember asking my parents like how movies get made and they kind of explained it to me and they, um, I just was like, that blew me away. Just the idea of like somebody could create this stuff. And this is kind of in the era of um, like really big directors and filmmakers, guys like, uh, you know, Steven Spielberg and George Lucas. And I remember as a kid thinking, they all kind of looked alike. Like every filmmaker at that point had the same look to them. Like it was like a beard and a trucker hat. And I was like, well, it was like an archetype almost. So, uh, yeah, I remember at the, uh, as a young age, I thought I want to, I want to be able to do that. And, um, yeah, I, I did it and I went into college starting off as a, you know, as a film major and I, I, I switched out pretty quick to business. And I think part of the reason for that was, is that, um, while I was in film school, I noticed that uh, while it was a great idea, it was good to get a hold of like a lot of the production digital equipment and stuff like that. What I really saw was that um, I, I kind of had a knack for screenwriting. I noticed nobody else would really write a screenplay for any of their shorts and stuff they were doing. They just kind of go out there and just film stuff. And everybody was kind of ripping off Tarantino at the time. And I saw that I had... I was willing to put in the effort to write just because it was hard and most people didn't want to do it. So I, I thought, okay, I still want to stay in the film thing, but I'm just going to continue to write. And uh, the reason I did that was because it was free. I was probably a little bit more interested in cinematography and that kind of stuff. But um, with, uh, 
with writing, it was, it was simple. It was like, I could do this on my own. It was, it was, it was uh, something that you're constantly learning and you never exactly, I don't know if you master it, but it's, it's one of these things where I was like, I can do this on my own. I'm just going to keep writing and writing and writing. And uh, I wrote on spec for a long time, you know, got out of college. I had day jobs and I just would continue to write. And um, as they say, you get your bad scripts out. And that was that period where I did that. So, um, yeah, and it wasn't until about three years ago that uh, my older brother and I, uh, we, we together we produced a small drama and uh, called Smoke Filled Lungs. And uh, it was really micro budget. I mean, really tiny movie. And but it, for us, it was like a way to kind of test the grounds of, of something we wanted to do together. And um, after we had finished up production on that. Um, I went out and wrote, um, like my first indie movie. I was like, I, I wrote a movie with budget in mind and that was making babies. And I brought him the, the, uh, like the first, I think like the second draft of the script. <clears throat> and at that point it was, it was like, it was still pretty rough. I think it was like 80 pages or something. And, uh, he essentially said, you know, let's, let's do it. Let's make this together. So at the time I was living in Chicago uh, working for American Express, uh, doing that was my day job, and uh, he said, and he was living in California, and he essentially said, "You move out here, bring your wife, bring the kids, let's make this movie." And uh, that was April three years ago, and we had moved out. We moved out in August, um, and it took us three years to get it done, but we got it made. So, what were some of your? I mean, obviously, there was a lot of changes between those spec scripts and the ones that you went ahead and made. Like, how did you decide what limitations to choose? Like, how to how to lower the budget, what genre to pick? How did you kind of make some of those choices? Yeah, comedy. Um, for me, I wanted something that was. Um, I, I was always writing comedies. I, I, at that at that point, I had only written comedies, and um, and I thought. For the independent side, what I thought was I need something that's not going to have a lot of characters. From One of the things we learned from doing our small micro-budget movie was locations and characters, and, and these are the kind of things that really chew up your budget. So I wanted something that was not location-heavy, wasn't necessarily had a ton of characters, and was something that was feasible to shoot. And comedy, it, it, it given the... Comedy at the time was just something that I was always gravitating towards. Like everything I had written was a comedy, and uh, that that was really the reason for it. it was like a kind of a no-brainer, you know, kind of thing. I've now kind of got out of the. It's weird after having written a comedy, produced it, made it, and now it's going out to theaters. I find myself not interested, in kind of getting away from comedy. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm having a lot more fun uh, broadening out into different into different genres. So I've asked um, like some teams of writers, like I, I talked to the guys from Super Troopers years ago and how they bounce ideas off each other and decide what's funny. The same with the guys from The Hangover. Um, how do you decide if something's funny? Is there someone that you bounce jokes off of or someone that reads for you and, and gives you advice? Oh, absolutely. Uh, it's it's funny that I, I kind of wish that I had more of a somebody to kind of work with on with comedy. Comedy is one of those things that does really well with that collaborative, you know, uh, that collaborative writing. Um, when 
with comedy, it's uh, table reads help. Just hearing it out loud, hearing people say the lines out loud, just it, it, getting it off the page is is the best thing you can do. I mean, because some, sometimes you'll write something and you think it's just the funniest thing ever, and you're actually laughing to yourself as you're writing it. And then when it plays live, it, it just goes over like a lead balloon. And you're like, "What? Why did that happen?" And um, it, it so to get it off the page is is really important. I kind of learned that. Um, it, it's funny. We did I think two table reads in all, and table reads can be tough just because nobody's really acting it out. They're just kind of reading it off the page. But you can tell pretty quick whether or not something's going to hit or not, and. Uh, I remember when we going through the table read, like if something didn't hit how I expected, I just put like a big red mark around it and just be like, you got to revisit that and and see what's up. Because yeah, comedy's tough. It's um, some one person will find something funny and then another won't. It's so subjective. And yeah, it's I, I almost wish that um, yeah, it was one of these things where I, if if I were going to do another comedy. I would love to work with someone else and really, and really flush it out, and and really take a lot of time working out the bits and seeing, and seeing what works and what doesn't. So you've got, um, you know, you're kind of stepping in as the writer director. You're you're coming on with what feels like a very personal story, but you've got a very recognizable cast as well. Besides, like just a great script or good idea, what advice might you have for people that are trying to get their, you know, first or second film made? as the writer and or director? Uh, um, if it's your first movie uh, and second movie, I should imagine, I would, I would try to write something that they're going to, that they, they'll let you direct. Um, it, 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 what I mean by that is try to write something that's doable for you. Like if, if you want to be a director and, you know, a writer director and you want to direct pick, you know, write something that, is feasible. Like don't write a, you know, some, you know, huge budget, uh, you know, horror flick or something. It just, they're never, you know, the, the, you're never going to they get the funding for it. They're never, you know, they're not going to let you direct it because you don't have the, the, the experience of having done that. So yeah, it's, I would try to write something that is doable. I don't have, have uh, keep the amount of locations that you have in mind. Keep budget in mind. Uh, these are things that, as a writer, you you kind of don't want to get too hung up on because you want to be able to to write the story that you want. But um, yeah, you're going to need to know these things if you are going to go into uh, you know try to direct something yourself. And it helps if you've written it too. I mean, it's I know a lot of times uh, the writer or director it's. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's kind of a, a rare thing in that a lot of times directors just find a script that they like, and then, you know, they persuade somebody to let them direct it. And then, you know, they're on their way. And, uh, I think holding them, it's having the material on your own and trying to find it that way will, will really help you. It's, um, the directing on this kind of came with it, it was almost one of it almost came out of necessity. Like it was at first we were thinking about hiring another director to, to direct it just to kind of take some risk out of making the project. But it came down to kind of like a budgetary thing and a an availability where it was like, look, it's you know, he can I, I kind of made my case, like I can direct it. Um and uh it took a while to sink in, but finally it was like, All right, you're gonna direct it and 
it was kind of an, un, it wasn't unexpected by any means, but it was a whole nother side of this that I had to learn very quickly. And I ended up liking directing um, a whole lot more than writing. It was, it was, I really liked directing. It was one of those things where, um, like having it all on your shoulders like that was, uh, it, it was, it was just, it was really enthralling. So you mentioned you were kind of drawn to film through some of Spielberg's movies as a kid, which a lot of people obviously have been. Um, this film might feel like, a, if anything, maybe Judd Apatow. How have your influences kind of changed over the years? And are you more kind of attracted to, you know, writers who also direct and that kind of thing? Yeah, it, I found it's funny since uh, the, comedy wise, I was into, I think, what I don't know, I think any, you know, like any red blooded American male was, I was into like John Hughes and then Apatow as well. This, this kind of does, um, you know, shade towards that Apatow feel. And given the subject matter is one of those things where I, I felt like, you know, it felt like it would be kind of like a, an Apatow kind of movie with a lot of ad living and, um, and that sort of thing. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, is comedy wise. Um, you know, American comedies right now are kind of in this this weird space. They they don't get like the kind of love that they used to. So it's um, it's I don't know. It's it's weird. Comedy is is kind of all kind of changing around. I think right now. So yeah, it's it's funny now that I've made a comedy and uh, and I kind of explored comedies for so long. I find myself that I've they're not the comedies aren't really the movies I'm watching anymore. Draw, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of it's funny uh, when I go to movies now I'm I'm actually more interested in kind of the spectacle of cinema and uh so anytime and there's certain directors out there that uh, like Paul Thomas Anderson or you know uh, Christopher Nolan where I'm like okay I got to see their movie in the theater because it's like the cinematic experience and I found myself more and more drawn to that. I, I don't know what it is. It, it's just something where I'm like, I think it's having directed a movie and written one that you do start to share this affinity for people who do write and direct because it is, you know, it's like the truest form of seeing somebody's vision come to life. And, you know, it's a rare, it's, it's tough to, it's, it's not easy to, to kind of put on both hats like that. So it's, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's funny. Like I haven't checked out a comedy really in a long time, and it's uh, I don't I don't know why. It's just <laughs> I find myself getting more and more drawn to kind of like these movies that are uh, not dramas necessarily, but um, just kind of more cinematic movies. Like I guess I'd say. Well, it sounds like you're at kind of an interesting like reflecting point almost. Like you've been working on this goal for so long that you're done with the genre almost. I mean, you could come back always, but so what, what are you kind of drawn to now? What are your current influences? Are you just kind of exploring everything or do you feel like a, a weight has been lifted almost getting this made or what are your kind of thoughts about this transition point to something else? It's, it's interesting. I, after I was done with, with, with making babies and it's, uh, it's never really done, but once we had, one of the things they tell you, it's kind of the horror story they always give you. Like once you're done with the movie, they're like, you got to have other ideas. You got to have other things that you, you know, that that's how you get to the next, that's how you get another project. Like have, if your project does well, they're going to, first thing they're going to ask you is what else do you have? And I didn't have anything. <laughs> and it, it started worrying me. And it, we were in the process of like 
you know, picture locking the movie and we're going through, you know, we're doing all of our sound editing and I'm, and I'm, and I'm focusing on this movie, but at the same time, I'm asking myself, okay, well, what else, what other kind of movies do you want to do? And I thought back and I said, okay, what, what kind of movies do you like watching? Like would that, that was kind of my, and I found, I kind of went through the movies that I was interested in at the time. And I found that they were kind of like a lot of times these historical dramas or they were, um, you know, maybe a biopic. And I, I found that I was interested in, uh, you know, just, just movies that were a lot more big budget, I guess you could say would be one, one thing about it. It was like, it was a much more cinematic kind of movie and they, none of them were comedies. So I was like, huh, what's first. So the first thing I said to myself was, I don't want to, I don't want to get kind of pigeonholed as like, you're, you know, you're this, you're a comedy guy. And I don't know that that's a lot of times you worry about these things that don't ever come to fruition. But I started thinking, you know, I'd like to be, I'd like to kind of branch out into different genres. I've been doing this comedy thing for so long that uh, I don't know. I've, I've kind of squeezed all the fruit out or all the juice out of the lemon and kind of, and it's like, all right, well, let's, let's start exploring these different genres. And I just thought, okay, let be free with that. And I said, the first rule is just make a movie that you would enjoy. Seeing. Like what kind of movie do you want to make? It's one that I would, that I would want to see. And, you know, directors and writers, like they, I think a lot of times they bring you on is because they trust your taste. You know, the, the, it's the, when they hire Ron Howard, they know they're going to get a Ron Howard kind of movie. He has a certain taste and a certain thing that he does. So it was like, all right, well, you know, these are movies that you like, make movies that you like. So it, that was very freeing. And since then I've been working on all these other, other projects and working in genres that are completely new. And it's like, turning a corner and finding like this big open field where, you know, anything is possible. It's very liberating. Was there any, um, any advice you wish you had uh, right before you got to make this film? Um, that if you could go back and tell yourself, what, what would that be? Or any, any obstacle that was more difficult or less difficult than you thought it would be as far as this movie? Oh man, there's a ton of things. <laughs> there's a, Oh God. Um, yeah, I, I, I think in kind of the in in terms of the practical stuff, casting was was uh, there were certain things that were a lot more difficult than I thought they would be. Uh, casting took quite a long time. Um, I didn't for some reason it just didn't. It was a it was a big process because there's a lot of people involved and a lot of people are they have their opinions on it and it's um, it just took a long time to to kind of get all the pieces in order and. Uh, I, I guess more than anything, I would just say like to myself would be remember that it's a marathon and not a sprint. Um, it, it, it takes a long time to do it. And I don't know, I, I'm, I'm somewhat of an impatient person. Once we decide on something, I'm like, okay, let's go, let's move, let's move, let's keep moving. And filmmaking is a lot of hurry up and wait. And I would say, if anything, just keep in mind that it is this marathon and it's not a sprint would would be my big over like the big overall uh, advice that I give. And and, but more than anything, if anybody in anybody's out there, make sure the crew that you're hiring 
you know, trust your crew, like have a, you know, if you are a first time director, surround yourself with people that have, that are, that have, you know, worked in the genre you're working in that are, that have a lot of experience and that have worked with a first time director before. It was kind of my first question to anybody that we brought on. Like if you worked with a first time director before and rely on them, hear what they have to say. They've been down this road a lot more than you have. So, um, you know, listen to them, get their point of view. Don't just because you don't necessarily know something doesn't mean that's bad. It's okay. Like, you know, get, it's okay to, to ask questions and and make sure that you understand what's going on. And I, cause I think there's a, with directors, there's like this, you have to put forth this, I know everything and I got it all taken care of. And a lot of times it's just, you know, you got to rely on the people around you. It's a collaborative effort. So, um, just try to try to surround yourself with people that are, that you can trust and work with and feel, you know, are going to be part of the, they're going to be working with you on the project. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. Before you leave, don't forget to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We also get free access to the freelancer course, Master the Freelancer Mindset. This system will teach you exactly how to find clients online, which includes step one, the psychology of the mindset, step two, how to create a killer profile, and step three, how to find quality clients. This online course is valued at $99. It can be yours for free. In addition to the free course, you'll get access to the ebook How Hollywood Screenwriters Annihilate Writer's Block. This contains advice from Aaron Sorkin, Carrie Fukunaga, and William Monahan. You can find all of this and more on creativeprinciples.live. Visit the website for new interviews, articles, and the daily blog. That's creativeprinciples.live.